What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, stand-up comedian Joe Kilgallen. And as always, I like to start off every episode of the podcast with a little bit of gratitude. So big thanks to everyone who has watched my latest comedy special called Life and Death, available very easily on YouTube. That's right, just go to youtube.com slash Kilgallen. It'll be there on the front page. Just search my name. It's going to pop up. Uh, it's doing very well. Got a lot of positive feedback from um, so many people. So shout out to everyone who's watched. If you haven't watched it, give it a try. You'll like it. It's only about 30 minutes. And share it with your friends. Fuck yeah, right? Also, shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. You really are. I can't thank you enough for your support. I really can't. All right, let's get into this week's episode. A lot of fun shit to talk about. I'm recording it on a Sunday night. It'll be up Monday morning on uh, all the platforms, maybe late Sunday night. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you'll know. I guess you'll know. I'm talking in the future, right? Um, I got back from Los Angeles, uh, good old L.A., La La Land, as dorks call it. Um, yeah, I was there out in L.A., and uh, it was a really fun trip. So I'm going to recap that trip for you guys. Got some good stories for everybody. Um, I got back earlier today, so I'm a little, you always feel weird on a travel day, don't you? You just feel a little bit like, what the fuck, right? Um, but yeah, I was there from a Wednesday to early Sunday morning. Got to see a lot of comedian buddies, got to see a lot of non-comedian friends, a lot of friends I've been missing for a while. You know, I lived in LA for about three years from 2014 to 2017, so I have a connection to that city. It's the only other city I've lived in besides Chicago, and um, and there are times I miss it, and there are times where, as you'll discover throughout this podcast, you're going to be like, oh, he hates aspects of it. Um, I don't have any hate. There's just a lot of like, come on, LA, be better. What are we doing? Why are we making this more complicated than it needs to be? Things like that. So I'll talk about my LA trip and then we'll round it out with a good old game of fudge, marry, kill. That's right. Who am I going to fudge? Who am I going to marry? Who am I going to murder? We're going to play that game. It's weird that I could say kill and it's not probably a big deal or any red flags to any uh, of these platforms out there who like to bury you if you use any of the naughty words. But uh, if I say the actual F word in relations to um, intercourse, uh, then I'm going to get in trouble and they're going to bury my videos and bury all the all the stuff. And then I won't get as many listeners. And that'll make me sad because for whatever reason, as comedians, we tie our net worth, our self-worth, which is more important than net worth. Maybe not. I don't know, actually. But either way, let's have some fun with this episode. As a reminder, I brought back the FMK Fudge Mary Kill segment. Because uh, I, I was reading some old comments and a few people mentioned how much they liked it, how much they missed it. So I was like, all right, let's bring it back. I always had fun with it. It started because I found this big bin of old DVDs and Blu-rays. And I'd do is I'd randomly pull out whenever the movie was, whoever the stars were, I had to choose. Those were my picks. So I picked three DVDs. Those were my three choices for the good old game of Fudge, Mary Kill. All right, let's rock. Uh, I was in Los Angeles, landed Wednesday at about 1 p.m. L.A. time. And I did something that I didn't even know you could do. So I left Chicago at 1030. Weird time. I was I chose that time to fly out because I'm like, I could drop my kids off at school, make it to the airport in time. Smooth, right? Car had been acting up, had to drop off a mechanic, hopped on the bus right in front of the mechanic, took me, takes me to the airport. Easy, right? Easy city, Chicago. Has trains that go right to both their major airports. So simple. Are you listening to New York and LA and most major cities? It's not hard to have the public transportation connect to your fucking airport. I don't, that's why people love visiting Chicago. I mean, a lot of people don't love living here. I get it. But people love visiting here. You land at O'Hare, the busiest airport in the world. So there's a million flights coming in. Not a hard thing. And there's a train that takes you right into the heart of the damn city. And it costs you $2. Phenomenal, right? So I get off 
you know, at LAX, I landed LA in LA at one o'clock. And right when I get off the flight, the, the flame, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right when I get off the plane um, in LA, I'm starving because leaving t- Chicago at 1030. It's a weird time. You know, I had a little breakfast, but you don't want to eat a lot at the airport. You get full, right? All that garbage. So right when I land, I'm like, I got to get in and out burger. I got to get it. I miss it so much. When I lived here, I had it once a week. I need it. I, I'm craving it. I, I got to find it. So I'm right away. I take my phone. I'm like, I knew there was one real close to the airport, but I didn't know how close. So, but then I thought maybe there's one near my friend's place where I'm staying. I got to get an Uber from the airport to my friend's house. Check the Uber. $75 was like the lowest price I saw for, and she does not live close. Shout out comedian Megan Gailey and her husband, uh, CJ Taladano, who owns this awesome company called Follow Through. Shout out to follow through, follow, follow through on social media. CJ's got a new podcast with uh, former NBA all-star John Wall. Check all that out. So again, they, they don't live close to the airport, but again, I'm very grateful. Nobody lives close to the airport in LA. They just don't. Very few people do. I mean, obviously there are people who live there, but you know what I'm saying? I don't want to pay 75 bucks to take an Uber from LAX to my friend's house. So I was like, what do I do? What kind of tricks could I come up with? I used to do this trick when I lived in LA. I would hop on one of those rental car shuttles. They take you a good half a mile outside of the airport. From there, I would call an Uber and that would be considerably less because there's like a fee for Uber going into the airport. It just makes it more expensive. And I learned this because on my final day in LA, I decided, you know what? Last night in LA, I'm gonna get my own hotel. I'll be right by LAX because I have an early flight. And I don't wanna fuck around. End up being a waste of money and stupid. But, uh, and uh, get this, I, I looked at, Four in the morning. Four in the morning is not a lot of traffic. I check Uber from where I was staying to the airport. This is a nine-minute walk. But I'm like, can I walk into the airport? We're going to get more. We're going to get to that in a second. $27. $27 for a three-minute car ride. Like, that's absurd. Like, what are you doing, LA? Like, it's it's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. So, all right. Go, let's go back. We're rewinding now. You know, I'm starving right when I get off the plane craving in and out burger i see a cop when i'm walking out i don't check bags i'm a pro traveler and i see the cop i go hey i'm curious uh there's an in and out it says like a mile from here can i walk to it like can you walk from an airport i've never walked out of an airport before like who does that right and he's like no you can no you can he's like yeah for sure and you gotta zigzag and it's all weird because you know you go out this way there's a crosswalk you cross there you'll follow the walking thing there and then i'll cut you through this way so it's not a direct line you know it's more steps than necessary but th- that's just the way it goes and i'm like all right all right because there's an in and out burger and i'm craving i'm starving right now and then he was like yeah, it's about a 40 minute walk and i'm like 40 fucking minutes get out of here with that shit and i checked my phone my phone said 18 minutes which means it's 15. Really, I could probably do it in 13 if, I, if I'm moving it. But I got a big, heavy bag with me. I got a duffel. I got a duffel bag. So I walk out of an airport. I didn't know that was possible. And p- quite frankly, part of it was a little scary because I had to cross like this one street where the, all the drivers are going by. Like, who the fuck? Who's who's crossing this street? You know, this is entering an airport. What are you doing, guy? Right? Uh, they're like, listen, there's a little redheaded terrorist going around here. Let's just be safe out there. So I walk. Not a bad walk. And I was excited. Get my In-N-Out burger. Here's my order. I got two double cheeseburgers, animal style. I wanted a chocolate shake. They were out. Kind of pissed me off a little bit, but I got a Diet Coke. Got to watch the calories, right? Let's not fuck around with these calories. They will get you. They'll get you every time. And it was delicious. Joe, why don't you get the fries? Because everyone knows In-N-Out Burger's fries suck ass and suck it hard. They're not good. They're just, they're, they're, I don't know why they're bad. And they must know it. They must get a sense. They've, they have, they've heard. They, they for sure have heard. 
But uh, they seem to have a good staff, though. Everyone there is very friendly. Every In-N-Out burgers I've ever been to, they've been friendly, uh, consistently good with the orders. So I don't know if they're one of those fast food places where it's like, I have to take care of you a little bit. But right when I walked in, I got treated with a little L.A. The woman taking the orders, I'm like, are you the hottest fast food employee in existence? There are no fast food employees that look like you. Are you an actress researching a role? Is there a role soon where like a hot girl works at a fast food place? Like, I don't understand how, uh, and she looked like uh, 22. She was young. I hope, I think she was, uh, she was at least in her twenties. Okay. I know that I know the vibe of some, she was in her twenties for sure. I know that's why I'm thinking like maybe she's new to town or maybe she's from there. Uh, but she was beautiful. I was like, this is weird. Right. And the age range is from people back there were probably like 18 and up. I didn't see anyone who looked like 16. You don't really see 16 year olds working fast food anymore. And I know everyone says fast food jobs are for teenagers. And I go, I don't see them working there anymore. Maybe in small towns, no disrespect, small town listeners. Because when I do travel and I stop at like fast food places on the road, um, I'll definitely see people where I'm like, oh yeah, that's a 17 year old, you know, but in, in cities, not, not even big cities, but normal size cities, small cities, even, I think we've talked so much shit about fast food workers as a society. Not me personally. I respect everyone that teenagers are like, fuck that. I'm not going to be serving fries. But I think in LA, it's just, you know, you're working at in and out must be cool. It'd be a cool thing. I don't know. So I had them. They were delicious. They hit the spot mightily. Um, so good. I still can't believe I walked out of an airport. Very bizarre. And then um, I checked the Uber prices from the in and out burger. That's about a mile up from the airport to my friend's house and a mile the wrong way. So not closer to her house. And it was uh, $30 cheaper, just about. And I'm just like, what is this airport tax? It's just a stupid thing. You you have to understand this must be something. LA is famous for having bad public transportation because when LA was getting massive as a city and everyone was moving out there for all these opportunities, the weather is fantastic, except for when I go there, it rains. Um, but like, you know, it was it really blew up. Chicago was number two to New York for a long time, and then late 60s is when LA slipped into the two spot and kind of just kept it there. But uh the car companies wanted movie stars driving their cars. They wanted to cruise along the Pacific Coast Highway. They wanted that glamour. They wanted that. So they paid off local LA politicians not to build public transportation, making it maybe the most car-dependent city on planet Earth. You need to have a car to live there. You need to have a car to function there. You really do. I had a bad experience renting a car last time I was in LA back in December of 2018. It was a nightmare. I got into a little bump with another car, I'm not even calling it like a fender bender because nothing got bent. It was like a smudge on her bumper as we both tried to merge in the same thing. It's kind of hard to tell whose fault it was really, but it was rainy then too. And uh, it's weird. I lived in LA for three years. It rained twice. Uh, the last two times I've been there, it's rained the whole time. So um, anyway, different parts of the year. So I ended up being like a thing where I'm like, oh, well, this shouldn't cost me any money. But then she tried to get a lot of money out of me. Still got a... a more money than she should have, but it was such a headache to the back and forth constantly. And there was some bullshit with the insurance. It's a boring story. I don't want to, I've already bored you guys enough with it. Anyhow, I don't like renting a car. So I was like, I'll just Uber everywhere. But because when I lived in, in LA before Uber, wasn't that bad. N now it's outrageous. And everyone is so spread out because the city is so expensive that new neighborhoods are constantly being infiltrated or filled up with a lot of my comedian, actor, entertainment industry friends. You know, it used to be you tried to live in like, you know, West Hollywood and you and like, you know, um, 
you know, by Park Brea, and you wanted to live by the Grove, which is also by Park Brea, but you wanted to live in like all those types of places, Hollywood itself, and you know, Los Feliz, and you know, cool areas like that. Not then it started to get like where again, these are just LA neighbors, so this is boring, but they just keep getting further and further out. And everywhere I went, I'd say to a buddy, a buddy of mine would be like, dude, I heard you're in town. Fucking come over here. I'm like, where's that? And I put it in my Uber. I'm like, oh, $79, $55. The average Uber ride I took was probably about 50 bucks. And I, and I took a good amount of them. So if you're an LA friend of mine and you're listening right now and you're like, damn, why didn't I get to see Joe? You now know. You now fucking know. Um, but man, LA is one of those cities that I, I do love a lot of it. There's so many cool places. There's great food. I had a lot of friends there. I had a real sense of community there which a lot of people don't get in la so i was very fortunate that i had that developed um yeah I, there's a vibe there i don't know every time even when i, even when I live there i just kind of felt like ah oh, there's a cool energy here there's also a lot of phoniness and fake and there's and then there's aspects of it where it's like this is not a real place la is not a real place i and i, I opened one of my shows talking about that to an la crowd and they laughed they got it i went to a grocery store turn one aisle and there's a woman walking her dog down the aisle. Like there's nowhere else in America like that. Maybe other places in California, maybe it's a California thing as a whole, but like, and some of you might be thinking, Oh, it's a service animal. No, it's not this. They didn't have a little thing on it that says, this is my therapy service dog helping me. This is just a woman who didn't want to leave her dog in the car. And I understand that. Like, look, it wasn't hot. I was 60 degrees. I'll crack a window, but it's bizarre how many times, and it happened the entire time I lived there, just people would bring their dogs in. Remember one time a dude walked in, like barely had his shirt on completely because he had to show everyone they had abs, and his dog was a pit bull that wasn't even leashed. He was like, yo, Buck, come on. His dog's name was Buck. Buck, let's go. Buck was pushing the cart. This dude's chucking, chucking stuff in the cart, and Buck's pushing it. It's all on Buck. You know, it's just a fucking insane place. Uh, people drive like absolute animals. Uh, you realize that when you're a passenger. Uh, it's, and it's a lot of times it's like, what's the rush? You're not going anywhere. Um, but the traffic's pretty bad there. Chicago's actually technically worse. Um, and people don't believe me on that, but it is, trust me. The difference is with Chicago is there's like rush hour times where LA, it'll be like 1045. And all of a sudden you're like, why are, is no one going? It's 1045 on a Monday night. It's Monday night at 1045 fucking move. But it is also a, a city where every neighborhood like in some cities, there's like a few neighborhoods was like, that's the rich neighborhood where all the big, crazy houses are and all that. Every neighborhood in L.A. has a few blocks of big, crazy houses. And then if you go two blocks over, you just see ultimate despair. I mean, people laying in their own diarrhea, just like people tweaking out like the drugs, the homeless people. I have a tag on my jacket. I just realized still um, all of that. It's, it's, it's all over the place in L.A. And it's just grimy and dirty. I went past my first apartment. And it was just like, it was like a tent city underneath the highway. And I was, cause I was like a block or so off the highway. And I'm like, man, it wasn't like this seven years ago, but, uh, or 10 years ago when I lived in that apartment, but there it was, man. But, um, and here's another story for you guys. All right. And this is, uh, you know, some of you might be like, this is too much LA shit, but this will blow your mind. Please keep listening. Cause this, this part will just make you get angry with me. Saturday went out with a couple friends, old neighbor, buddy of mine, shout out to Jackie. And we went to um, a place called Sun Cafe in the Silver, no, it's Silver Lake, Studio City neighborhood. doesn't matter. We went to a, a vegan restaurant called Sun Cafe. Now, I don't hate on vegans. Got a lot of friends who are vegans. I think in comedy, it's just too easy to make fun of them. And so many people do. And it's always the same jokes. It's always like, you need protein. I'm going to eat a steak right in front of you. It's just, it's fucking unoriginal at this point, you know? And, um, you know, I, pref- you know, I was just talking about In-N-Out Burger a few minutes ago. Obviously, I eat meat. But I can go to these places because a lot of times they have like, 
decent alternatives. And they did. The meal I had was fantastic. It was buffalo chicken sandwich, obviously fake chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy on the side, which I like because I can take the buffalo sauce and mix it with the mashed potatoes. Dude, someone should serve like a buffalo sauce mashed potato because I've done it before. Amazing. Anyway, that was all great. Before I got the meal, though, it's like, what do you want to drink? And I was like, you know, I was a little tired, so I want some caffeine. Can I get a Diet Coke? Oh, I'm sorry. We only have like natural cola here. She's like, what the fuck? And it's not diet. I'm like, all right. Um, that didn't sound good. Natural cola. Mm. So I was like, how about a lemonade? She's like, oh, right, yeah, we got great lemonade. Cool. Get my lemonade. And it tastes good. It wasn't like the best lemonade I've ever had. It wasn't the worst. It was barely enough to remember it or to rank it. I bring this up because when the bill came, the food was a little high, 20 bucks for the meal, you know, with the tax. I'm like, all right, because I think it was, it was like $17.99 or something with the, not that big a deal. The lemonade at this vegan restaurant cost me $9. Nine even is what it said in the bill for a glass of lemonade. And she asked me at one point if I wanted a refill. And I was like, no, I'm okay, because I, I was okay. But now I'm like, I want nine refills right now, because what the fuck are you doing? $9 for a lemonade LA. If I have to pay $9 for a lemonade, there better be fucking vodka in there. Okay. There should be vodka in there. And it's this lemonade better change my life. This lemonade should read my future for $9. And by the way, lemons aren't scarce in Los Angeles. You can walk up and down any block and there's fucking lemon trees. They just, that's why homeless people live in LA. They know they can just run by and grab an orange off a tree. There's food to be had. Um, like everywhere I've ever lived, there's been like, oh, there's an avocado tree. Let's shake that out. Like it's, I don't understand why they're charging me $9. I feel like that's like extortion. I feel like if you're a server at a restaurant, uh, and I know you don't want to insult your customers, but if they order lemonade, I think you should say, Hey, real quick. I don't doubt you could afford this. I believe you could afford this, sir. Looking at you, I can tell you're doing very, very well in your life. It's obvious. Look at you. Amazing. And I'd be like, oh, thank you very much for noticing. And then the server should follow with, but look, I need to tell you this. The lemonade you just ordered costs $9, nine, $9. Now, I'm not saying you can't afford a $9 lemonade. I'm sure you can. But on principle, do you want to follow through with this? If you're if you're like, cool, great. It's good lemonade. I'm not saying it's not good, but and I'm, I can control it for my boss. But morally, I need to tell you that this lemonade costs you $9. And then I would have been like, thank you so much. Uh, I will have a glass of water, which I imagine costs nothing. Um, and then I will take $7 and tip you with it. I'm going to keep two back because two bucks is what the limit should have cost me. Right. But I will, the money you save me, essentially that's seven bucks. I'm going to put it toward you because this is a great service you're doing me right now. Because I would be so angry about a $9 lemonade that I would spend way too much time on a podcast talking about it. Do you feel me? And she'd be like, yes, I do. Um, and I'd like to feel you because you're very handsome. And I'd be like, look, I'm married. All right, you've gone too far with this now. All right, let's keep it in your pants. All right, sister. Then that's how it would go. That's how it would go. But $9 lemonade is fucking absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, let's talk about the shows now. I did some really fun shows there. First of all, I, I got to sh shout out all of the people I got to see again. Megan Gailey, CJ Teledano, their amazing son, Conrad. Kid is cute as hell. Awesome kid. Real fun kid. Smart kid, too. And... Um, Lindsay Adams, I got to see, was a really good friend of mine. She helped me out a lot when I first moved to LA. Mike Bridenstine, CJ Sullivan. I mean, I'm going to forget names. Nick Vatterot. Uh, got to hang out with Nick. Got, I got high as hell. I'll just tell you guys this on Thursday night. When I'm in California, I, I'm going to get high. Uh, whenever I don't have a car responsibility the next day, why not smoke a little? Uh, we smoked weed and watched, uh, what the hell did we watch? We watched something awesome on this really big screen TV. 
And um, it was just a good time. And Nick Vatterot got to tell cool stories. He's a writer for Real Time with Bill Maher, in case you're wondering. Who's Nick Vatterot? Great guy. Um, and then, you know, I got to see a lot of my friends um, that live there. You know, shout out to Brian Fox, Joe Castellan, Farad Muhammad. I know I'm just naming names at this point. Um, Marisol uh, Velez, I think you say her name. Brittany Southern. Um, Brittany actually cut my hair. Did a great job because she cut my hair back when I lived in L.A. So it was nice to get that cut. And yeah, it was just, it was a really good time. And I was really happy with the whole trip. Um, I didn't get to do everything on my bucket list. There's a few, when I really wanted to go to this place, Carney's, I really wanted to go to uh, Cactus Taco, the Dresden I was debating about, but I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be too much. It was just rainy and shitty. I didn't go by the beach or the ocean, which I was like, I didn't care. I didn't go to the beach or ocean a lot when I lived there. Um, but the shows one show Wednesday night was really good. And then, um, Thursday just stayed in and got high. We were supposed to go out to do a show in Bakersfield, but that got canceled. Friday night, though, I did two shows. I did a show at the Glendale Room, and um, which is in Glendale. And then I had my own show that I was headlining at Lyric Hyperion, which is in the Silver Lake neighborhood. Uh, Lindsey Adams was kind enough to host because Mike Bryanstein bitched out. Um, <laughs> I love Brian. He's the best. Um, he got me. He hooked me up with all the shows I did. So. I could rag on him a little bit though, because we're buddies like that. He had a great set, uh, Megan Gailey, and then myself, uh, Aaron Weaver. I got to see. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rumoring these names, Tom Takar. But uh, I was stressed though, because I didn't really sell a whole lot of tickets. Uh, we sold enough to make it a fun show, but uh, next time I'm gonna have to figure out a better way to promote myself and uh, to get the word out sooner, so I could actually sell the damn thing out. That'd been great. But it was a really fun set. The crowd was great. I got to meet a second cousin of mine that I never met before. Our grandparents were siblings. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. It was, it was a really, really good time. And, um, I can't wait to be back again, even though my God, what a horrible design for a city. Just really stupid. Uh, anything else popping out in my head right now? No, not so much. Just endless Uber rides. Um, it rained the whole time. That sucked. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of reaching here now. Let's, let's swing into our final segment here. And, um, and next week I'll talk, you know, if you're not a fan of LA, you're probably like, this is the most boring podcast I've ever heard in my life. So sorry for that. But all right, here's where I want to talk about though. I want to, or I want to play. Let's play, let's play a little fuck, Mary kill. You guys want to play a little fudge, Mary kill. Please don't demonetize me. YouTube. I love you. YouTube. You're so sweet. Um, all right. Here's how it goes. Pick out DVDs, right? Got a box right here. Reach in, take them out. And then based on what they are, I pick which female characters I'm going to do this to. One time it was all action movies, so I had to mix dudes in. I didn't feel good about it. Teach their own, though. Not no judgment. No judgment here. All right, let's do this. Go. One. One, two, three. All right, got him. Ooh. We got a little Christmas going on in, in the month of March. By the way, happy March, everyone. First podcast in March. Christmas Vacation is the first movie I picked. Second, oh, wow, this is a cool uh, movie from back when I was uh, a younger man. High school days. Old school. And the final one is actually a TV show, season four of How I Met Your Mama, How I Met Your Mother. All right, well, I got the How I Met Your Mother on the hand. I'm going to use Colby Smolders because I saw her first, although Allison Hennigan is also a, a dish. Uh, old school, the female lead in old school is uh, Ellen Pompeo from uh, Grey's Anatomy. She plays the girl that he's kind of after in that. Although Alicia Cuthbert, I'm going to use Alicia Cuthbert. Uh, and then Beverly D'Angelo is the female lead in Christmas Vacation. Now, I'm going to marry... Oh, Jesus, this is tough. I'm actually going to get rid of Alicia Cuthbert because she plays like a high school girl in that movie. We're going to go Grey's Anatomy, Ellen Pompeo. I'm going to kill Ellen Pompeo because even though she is a great actress, uh, smart woman, um, 
very, very pretty. I think often she looks like she's going to laugh and that laugh's going to turn into a cry. You ever see, there's some people who have that where they're laughing. You're like, oh, they're having a good time. And then all of a sudden you're like, their eyes are getting a little, oh my God, they're, they're in tears. Why? Why are you crying? She has that look where it's like any minute now, it's like smile into sadness. So, which probably makes for uh, great acting skills, but I, I don't want it around me. So I'm killing you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Colby Smolders, who played Robin on How I Met Your Mother. She was also Agent Hill in the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm marrying her. I'm marrying that woman because sexy, cool, Canadian. Canadians are sweethearts. I've yet to meet a Canadian person I didn't like, especially a Canadian woman. So Colby Smolders, you and I are getting hitched. Last one, Christmas Vacation, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, even now, at her age, she's the one I'm choosing to fudge. Uh, she, You might know her just as the mom from, you know, and the wife from Christmas Vacation, the vacation movies, but she was also in a lot of stuff, and she's I've seen her boobs in several movies from back when she was in her, like, 20s. They were nice. Very nice. So, uh, and she just has a sexiness to her, you know what I mean? Uh, she was uh, real tough on Entourage. Played an agent on that. And I remember the scene. You know, there's always one movie scene that you remember when you're really little, when you start to hit the hit the pubes, hit the puberty, right? You know what I mean? You're starting to sprout a little bit. You're starting to have the thoughts. You know what I'm talking about? Imp impure thoughts, all that kind of stuff. Why do I think I'm sounding like Theo Vaughn in this episode? You have the, you have the, you know, um, but then he'll he'll twang it up. I know Theo's a friend of mine. So I'm cool. Tell everyone you're about this podcast. It should be, if it's if it's a quarter as popular as his, I'll be a very happy person. So, um, but there's the scene at the end of Christmas Vacation where the cops barge in and is like, everyone freeze. And she had her hand on Chevy Chase. Che God damn it. She had her hand on Chevy Chase's junk. Chevy Chase's junk. Try saying that three times fast. Chevy Chase's junk. Chevy Chase's junk. Chevy Chase's junk. It's hard, right? And Chevy Chase's junk might've been hard because he has Beverly D'Angelo's hand on it. I know mine would be hard if I had Beverly D's hand gripping, giving me the old vice grip on the old schlong and balls, right? So, um, yeah, I just remember seeing that scene when I was, like, young, being like, I want someone's hand down there. I want I want Beverly's hand down there. You know what I mean? So Beverly's the one I'm betting. She's, we're we're going to have some fun in the sheets. I'm marrying Colby Smolders because when you're married to someone, you can also get a fun in the sheets. And sorry, Ellen Pompeo. I'm sorry, Dr. Gray, but uh, you're gone. You're gone, Okay um it's you're a wonderful person but i just you're just gonna make the cut in another set of three you and i would be happily ever after together i don't know why i'm talking to her as if she listens to this podcast i'm sure she doesn't all right everyone uh that has been the podcast uh for this week i i hope you enjoyed my tales of la's ridiculousness i do love it as a town i will be back there again maybe before the year is over with if not uh next year at the same time I had a great time. I really did. It went by too fast, which usually means you're having a good time. I did not take enough group pictures with my friends, which makes me sad because that was one of my New Year's things. I wanted to get more pics with my buddies. Um, but that's also the sign of a good time because you're having too much fun talking and getting reacquainted to actually snap off from some photos. Sometimes you don't want to ruin it by being like, let's everyone smile. We were smiling. Remember we were just talking? That was wonderful. But sometimes you want to capture those moments to think about them later. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. Thanks to everyone who came out to the shows. Uh, next show, um, I'll have some details for you guys. If you found me on social media, cause I'll tell my head, I can't remember them right now. Friday, I've got a show in central Illinois. I think it's actually a town called Centralia, Illinois. Never heard of you. Can't wait to be down there though. So if you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Then I'm going to another town in Iowa that I've been blanking on right now. So those are back to back March uh, 8th and 9th 
And then um, next week, I'm going to be in Germantown, Wisconsin, which is just outside of Milwaukee, doing a show with uh, Jonah Jerkins, which is like a, almost like a warm-up show for us. I and mean, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it hard. And then March 22nd and March 23rd, Chandler, Arizona. That's the big one, everyone. Spread the word. Let's let's make a dream come true and sell out that weekend at Mike Drop Mania. Again, just go to JoeKillGallon.com for all of this informa- information. And um, thanks for watching the special. You guys are the best. Cheers.